This is a Woodside Church podcast. It's my privilege to speak to you today. And the role of a preacher is to look to connect what the Bible teaches which are timeless truths, with what is happening in our lives today. That's the point of a preacher. It's to say, look, this truth, yes, it sets us free that we heard in the Testaments, but how does it apply? How does that truth come and bring freedom and change and significance and relevance to our lives today? Now, this is not new. This is something that preachers have done for centuries. In fact, one of the writers in the Bible, a guy called Paul, he went to Athens in Greece. And when he went to Athens, he wanted to do this role of connecting the Bible, God's truth, with, with that context. And what he did is he quoted one of their poets. And he said, look, you know one of your poets say this? Well, this is how God's truth relates to what your poets say. Because the interesting thing about poets is they often articulate what many of us in a particular setting or culture are thinking and feeling. And the poets of today probably are our songwriters, aren't they? There are uh, many of our poets are our songwriters. I don't know if you've been uh, watching Glastonbury over the last couple of days. Hello, anyone? No one's been watching Glastonbury. Yes. So some of you have. So you almost can't get away from it if you, if you turn the TV on. A couple of nights ago, did you see Stormzy? Yes. Do you know who Stormzy is? Yes. There you see. So Stormzy, he's from South London. Uh, Ghanaian uh, history, family history, uh, but lives in South London now. Clearly supports Crystal Palace. I'm sure he probably, who, who knows. But Stormzy is a believer. He's a Christian. He does, he's into a music genre called grime. Yeah, is that right? Any of you know what I'm talking about here? Okay. See, some of you are looking like, yeah, you're just trying to look cool, aren't you? You know. What do you know about grime? I know nothing about grime, apart from the stuff that you have to clean off the cooker, you know. But, so he's into grime. It's like, a, it's, like, it's like rap, but they say it's different to rap. I don't know the difference, but someone will tell me one day. And so he's a Christian, born again Christian. So two nights ago, Stormzy sung his most famous song, which is Blinded by Your Grace. It's all about God's grace. And he stood there... If you saw it, and he said, right, 250,000 people said, we're now going to do church. And everyone went, yeah, and they didn't know what they were saying, you know. It was like, yeah, who are we worshiping? Don't know, but it's good, yeah, you know. And then he sang this song. And uh, now I realized that for the majority in the crowd, it it didn't, it wasn't truth to them. But wow, we we have one of our poets speaking truth to millions. It's fantastic. He's a good man. And, uh, yeah, it's wonderful. We also have other poets this afternoon. Uh, I think we've got Kylie Minogue, who's going to be given pearls of wisdom like, I shall be so lucky, 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 lucky. I shall be so lucky in love. I mean, not all poets are that profound. Probably we'll have the locomotion. I hope you're going to be watching Kylie this afternoon. Now, why am I saying this? Well, I want to play you a song. I want to play you a song by a guy called Sam Smith. I don't think he's a Christian. But he's written an amazing song called Prayer, or called Pray. And I want to 
allow Sam Smith's words to, I, what I think he does really well is articulate what many of us are feeling today in, in the United Kingdom and use his words and unpack them together and look at how the Bible speaks to the things that Sam Smith expresses. Is that all right? You look worried. Is that okay? <laughs> I think you'll like the song. Can we play it, please? At this point in the service, we played the song Pray by Sam Smith. We would recommend pausing the talk here to give it a listen, but please be aware that this song does contain swearing. But I'm gonna pray. Great song, isn't it? I love that song. I think it's a real honest, open song that I think articulates so much of what I feel many of us would express today. And so what I'd love to do in the time that we've got is just pull out some of the words that Sam Smith uses and just look at how they resonate with us and look at what the Bible would say, what God would say to us. And uh, I hope you find it helpful. The first thing I'd like to pull out is we see honesty and humility. Which if if we're honest, it's in pretty short supply, isn't it? We see honesty and humility. And I think God really likes this about Sam Smith. I think God really likes the fact that Sam is able to be so open and and so raw with how he's feeling. These are the words he uses. I'm young and I'm foolish. I've made bad decisions. Well, we can all relate to that. I block out the news, turn my back on religion, don't have no degree. I'm somewhat naive. I've made it this far on my own. I'm not a saint are more of a sinner. I think we can all learn something from Sam Smith. I think he helps us and his honesty and humility, I think, is something to be admired and encouraged. And of course, when we think about honesty, we have to be real, don't we, that actually we live in a time where the backdrop to so much of what happens around us is the complete opposite. Whether it's fake news whether it's leaders that people don't trust in anymore, whether it's a social media machine that encourages us to present not the real me, but the fake me. See, as a church, we are really serious about trying to be a church that says, come as you are. Come not as the fake, not the Sunday best, not, you know, not come as the best you, but come as the real you. I love the fact that Lena said that she has found home here. She's found a place to belong here. And I feel that's what church should be. It should be a place where whatever your journey looks like, you can just come as you are and we can be real with one another. We see tremendous honesty, but we also see humility in the words from Sam Smith. And the Bible says a lot about humility, lots about being humble. Let me give you some examples One part says this, God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. So those that feel that, you know, I'm self-sufficient, I don't need any of God, I'm I'm, I'm fine as I am, that's that's a proud, that's a self-centered, self-sufficient position. And God says, well, I'm not going there. But God says that those who are humble, 
I'll give grace to those who are humble. Grace is about God's love and God's favour, God's acceptance. Other verses in the same section says, Therefore, so humble yourselves before God. And if you read on, it says this, Come close close to God and God will come close to you. That's, That's an incredible promise. That if we step humbly to God, God comes to us. It's like, wow, is it, is it that easy? That's what the Bible says. If we humbly come close to God, he comes close to us. And then it goes on and says these remarkable words, humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up in honour. So you can be proud and you can be self-sufficient, say, well, I'm doing it my way. Or you humble yourself to God and then actually he then lifts you up because your heart is different, your approach is different. And there's honour, there's affirmation, there's knowing a God who loves you and accepts you. There's a place of honour with him. So I love the way that Sam Smith is honest and humble. And I think that says something to us. And I think that's something that God would love about Sam Smith. But what else do we see? Next we see... A turning away from religion. He writes these words, I'm young, I'm foolish, I've made bad decisions, I block out the news, turn my back on religion. Now you might be surprised to hear me say that I really love that line. I think that line is honest, but it's also important to understand. Now I don't really know if Sam Smith really understands the difference between religion and what Christianity offers. But actually, I turned my back on religion many years ago because religion is all about the outward appearance. It's about doing, trying to do the right things and trying to, to be right and get it right. Whereas Christianity isn't about that at all. See, Christianity is about a relationship, not rules. It's about a relationship with a God who loves you rather than a list of rules that you have to live up to. It's always about relationship. In fact, the words that we said to the three that got baptised this morning talk about a heart connection with God that is crucial in this relationship with God of the universe. We said these words, If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It's always about what's going on in our hearts. Conversely to that, when Jesus was on this earth, he spoke to some of the religious leaders and he said this to them. He said, you worship me with your lips, but your hearts are far from me. See, they were very good at looking the part, turning up on a Sunday morning equivalent, saying the right things, but actually... Their hearts were dead. Their hearts weren't alive with God. It, wasn't, it was outward performance rather than inward relationship. They were, if you like, going through the motions and they were very good at it. But Jesus said, your heart is what I want. My story is a story of growing up in a church family. In fact, one not far from here in Bedford. And I'm very grateful for that story in my life that I was surrounded by other believers But do you know what also happened to me is I became an expert at going through the motions. I became very good at looking the part, at at 
praying the right prayers, uh, even lifting my hands as we sung songs in worship, I was the biggest hypocrite I knew. Because inside, I was dead. Inside, it wasn't, my life never married up to what I presented to the outside world. And I remember a time, the early days, which I referred to when I went out to work, I found really challenging, different values, temptation. I also had the sad experience of a friend who was close to our family got killed on a motorbike accident at the age of 21. And the whole experience of what was going on made me fall on my knees to God. A bit like we heard from Freddie, one of the guys on the story. There was a moment when I fell on my knees and I repented. I said, God, I'm, 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 on a, I'm acting here. This is not the real me. And I need to come and give my life to you completely. At that moment, there was complete transformation. I felt clean. I felt forgiven. I felt bold about who God was. I felt loved. I felt accepted. I had new purpose. In fact, it's 38 years this August since I gave my life to Jesus and I've never turned back. And I am, God's still got a lot of things he wants to change in me, I know. But I've never turned back from that decision. So we see a turning from religion in Sam's words. But actually it's almost presented as a negative. I think it's a positive. Because Christianity isn't about being religious. It's about a relationship. It's about knowing God who loves you. It's about connecting with him, with our hearts. Not an outward performance. That's fake. That's not real. God wants our hearts. Thirdly, we see in Sam's words the folly of the world around us, the folly of this world. He writes this, I'm not a saint, I'm more of a sinner. Well, that's honest, isn't it? Then he says this, I don't want to lose, but I fear for the winners. You see, the people who are perceived as the winners today are often those that are the wealthiest, are the most famous sometimes, are the most influential. They're the winners. They're the people that we as a culture pursue as the winners in life. Now, I've got nothing against uh, money and, and nice cars and, and nice houses. I mean, that's, that, those things are so often a, just a wonderful blessing from God. But if we ever move to a place of thinking, actually, being a winner is about those things, winning life is, well, we'll be sadly, sadly disappointed. If we make those things the most important thing, we will be sadly let down. And I think Sam Smith gets this. He's, he's there. I assume he's a multimillionaire. He knows what it's like to be rich and famous. Yet he's saying, I'm concerned about the winners because I know that it's not all what it's cracked up to be. Other people that I guess we could describe as, as winners in our society would be these sorts of people, Russell Brand says this, as he's processed these sorts of questions similar to Sam Smith, this is what Brand says, drugs and alcohol are not my problem, reality is my problem. Drugs and alcohol are my solution to fill up a hole inside of me. And Jim Carrey, who is probably one of my favourite comedians, Jim Carrey says this, 
I wish everyone could get rich and famous and have everything that they've ever dreamed, dreamed of so they would know that's not the answer. See, if that's what we're pursuing, that's the folly of this world. There, there's no, nothing wrong in those things in of themselves. But if we see those as where we will find significance and hope and freedom and happiness, we're going to be desperately disappointed. And I think Sam Smith has insight to that for us. So finally, now let me just say before I move on, I meant to say before. See, the Bible talks about where true happiness comes from. Jesus, a famous sermon called the Sermon on the Mount, talked about that, blessed are the meek for they will inherit the earth or blessed are those who hunger for thirst for righteousness for they will be filled. Blessed means happiness. So it's happiness comes to those who hunger and thirst, not for fame and fortune and significance and money, but those who hunger and thirst for righteousness because that's found in Jesus. And so happiness is on offer, true happiness, true joy is on, on offer but it's found in different places than the world would indicate. And fourthly and finally, we see in the words of Sam Smith a seeking after God and a seeking after freedom. Won't you call me, he says. Can we have a one-to-one, please? Let's talk about freedom. Everyone prays in the end. Even that first line, won't you call me, is interesting because actually it almost implies that Sam Smith is waiting for God to take an initiative towards him. The point is, is that God has already taken an initiative. It happened 2,000 years ago when Jesus came. That was the point that Jesus came to earth. He came to say, look, this is what the Father is like. This is what I'm trying to do to bring reconciliation to those who have run from God in order that they can run to God. So God has initiated, God has called. In fact, I would say that the fact that you're here today is because God wants to attract your attention. God is calling you afresh today. As Sam Smith says, can we have a one-to-one, please? I think God is saying, can we have a one-to-one, please? Because I have freedom. I have freedom. In fact, the main message that Jesus came is often summarized in what some will call his manifesto his main core calling in Luke 4 it says this the spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor he has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners that's not people who are in Bedford prison that's people who are who need freedom from addictions freedom from past mistakes Freedom from disappointments, freedom from insecurities. That's the freedom that God brings. So, we have one of our poets of our day, I think, articulating what many of us are asking, what many of us are saying in our current climate. There's an encouragement from Sam Smith. He wants a one-to-one with God. The wonderful thing is is that God wants a one-to-one with us. Today, I think God is calling us today. I think God is calling you today. We may be tempted to pursue the folly of, our, of this world. Not that those things are wrong in of, in of themselves, but it's not where true happiness and true forgiveness and true purpose 
is found. There is freedom on offer, and it comes with a relation. It comes from a relationship with the God who sent Jesus and the God who loves you. So what I'd like to do now is I'd like to pray. That seems a sensible thing to do. So I'd like you to stand where you are. And this is your opportunity to have a one-to-one with God. This is, this is like between you and God. I, I lead us, but I would encourage you, and this isn't just for people that maybe have come with those that uh, uh, know those who have been baptised. This is for all of us. Because actually we are all tempted from time to look at the folly of this world and be think, well, be straight away. Or there are always times when we find that there's things in our life that hold us back, that, that, that have been said to us, that have been done to us, or we've done that prevent us from going forward with him. And we need freedom today from those things. So I'd like to encourage us all. Let's close our eyes and let's come to the God who loves us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Lord, we thank you for people like Sam Smith. In fact, Lord, we pr- I pray for Sam Smith today. Lord, Lord, I hear his heart's cry and I believe you hear his heart's cry. Lord, I pray for that one-to-one with you. That he would know the living God. That he would find true happiness in you. But Lord, I pray for all of us here as well. I pray for myself. I pray for those who've come as friends and family of, of those being baptised. But I pray for everyone who is in this room. Lord, this is a message for all of us. Lord, we pray that you would protect us and help us not to be suckered into the folly of this world. Not to seek after things that, that are not lasting, that are temporary, that don't fulfil sometimes are, are good things, in fact, sometimes are a blessing from you, but aren't the place to find true happiness and true purpose. Father, we want to have a one-to-one with you right now. We want to come humbly to you, honestly to you, and say, Lord, I've, I've made bad decisions. I'm sometimes more of a sinner than a saint. Lord, would you forgive me for what I've done? Forgive me for my past mistakes. Forgive me for the decisions I've made wrong. Forgive me for for the decisions that have been driven by pride, not humility. Lord, I want to come to you humbly and say, Lord, this is me. This is the real me. And Lord, we pray that you would grant forgiveness. Lord, we repent. We turn around. we, We want to run in a different direction. We thank you that in that we receive forgiveness. We receive freedom. We receive new life. As we place our trust in you, Jesus, that you came as a perfect saviour, lived, died and rose again. Lord Jesus, we want to place our trust in you. And God, I pray that this one-to-one moment would not be in isolation. Lord, what you ask for and what you long for is relationship a relationship that grows, a relationship that develops, and Lord, that's what we long for. I pray for each of us that from this place, our relationship and our knowledge and our connection with you would deepen, would grow deep, would grow strong, would shape all of our lives. Lord, that you would increasingly become the Lord and the Saviour of our lives. Lord God, I pray, would you work that in all of us. In Jesus' name, amen.
Amen. Thank you so much for listening so attentively. Uh, we are done now, although there are samosas, okay? So we're sort of done. But let me just say this. If you connected with God then, if you genuinely came to him and had a bit of a one-to-one, I'd love to talk with you. I'd love to uh, see how I can help you. And secondly, if you, after seeing those folks get baptized, if you know that actually you do believe in Jesus, but you're not yet baptized, the Bible's clear. As I think it was Karen said, believe and be baptized. You know, that's the biblical thing to do. God has already spoken. Maybe that should be our thing. Believe and be baptized. Will it catch on? I'm not sure. <laughs> Guys, God bless you. God loves you. Thank you so much for today. Thank you to the three. You're amazing. And uh, enjoy the samosas and see you next time. Thank you. You've been listening to a Woodside Church podcast. For more information, visit woodsidechurch.com.